Welcome to Chicanery. I'm Edmond Gidry. I'm here as always with the sheriff of the internet, Zeke, Andrew Zeke Gutu, uh, my F1 Sherpa. Today, Zeke and I are going to discuss the Red Bull Merc rivalry coming to America, Danny edition, um, Ferrari's surprise improvement. We're both shocked by that. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the F1 and the U.S. market fail with the promotion that they've done and the fact that we couldn't find the press conferences today. Uh, still uncertainty about Alfa Romero and, and the old Andretti family trying to get together, do something. And then to con- close out this rather abridged episode, we're going to go over our bets of the week. Zeke, Mercedes is looking for back-to-back wins for the first time since uh, Portugal and Spain. Give me your take on the Grand Prix. Well, I did want to congratulate the F1, uh, first of all, for continuing their hot streak of uh, authoritarian places to go race. Uh, we went, <laughs> not we went anymore, man. Well, we went from Putin to Erdogan to uh, to our friend Greg Abbott over there. So, you know, in a state, a state <laughs> oh, yeah, that gives a good Texas. Yeah, the state that gives COVID more rights than their citizens, you know, once again, uh, not even COVID could abort the race this year. So, you know, congratulations. The wall has rots, man. Yeah, we we race as one confirmed. We race as one tyrant. Exactly. Um, So, all right, let's talk about Mercedes. This is a track that's benefited them before. Could it be a Red Bull track this this time? I mean, it's Max. Max is pretty confident. I mean, it sounded like today. I, I don't know if it was in a press conference because, boy, we didn't get to watch the press conferences because uh, oh, yeah, we'll talk didn't about make that. them available. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But Max says, I don't believe in momentum swings, which is a bit of a departure from Nick Saban, who says momentum is really important, especially if you care about it. Um, well, I guess maybe they have the same attitude. What do you think about Max's confidence coming into the U.S. Grand Prix? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, Max's confidence reflects what a champion – uh, should have quality or confidence wise. I mean, what, what we've seen so far is that Merck has not had back to back wins, uh, this entire season since the second and third race in uh, Spain and Portugal. So, uh, to see them kind of on the back heel here is once again a testament to how great this season has been. But, uh, Max is saying all the right things, you know, he, he, he knows that Merck is probably a little bit better performance wise in the in the grand scheme of things but for him to uh you know come out say these things i don't give a shit about you know what they're doing i only focus on myself that's what a true champion would Took a say. shot at drive to survive he did he did and and rightfully so you know uh you know drive to survive i i believe we've spoken about this uh in a past Many episode times. it's uh it's garbage you know it's manufactured drama that doesn't exist in the reality of 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 the sport so for him to to say this and openly say this, that he doesn't participate in the series, doesn't want any part of it, you know, it, it we need to push this this culture with the show. The show is great. Don't get me wrong. It gets great footage. Hey, it got it me great- into the sport. And I think that, like, look, I, I mean, it was obvious maybe because we've both been – we're both in the entertainment industry for a long time. And I think that it come, it's really obvious when you work on set as you have a bunch and I have a a decent bit. um, You, you really kind of see how people frame camera shots and when cuts happen. And it changes like people like, you know, when somebody's like making a reality show a reality television show out of stuff, that's not that dramatic. Yeah. And, and, you know, like kudos to him for, for calling out this uh, you know, they are literally overlaying radio calls that happened in different races. You know, it's, 
it's I, and I want to appreciate Drive to Survive. I'm not going to shit on it completely. It's 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 doing a great job for the American market, and it really is uh, you know bringing it's new a, fans. It's fake in. American bullshit, which is just whatever. It's, <laughs> exactly. Is why, well, this yeah, is why everybody's Netflix. into it now. I've worked for Netflix a bunch, so I mean they're they're terrible, but nonetheless, it's 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 the fact that you know. Uh, Drive to Survive is not a reflection of the sport. And I'm glad that Max is, you know, and he's probably the only driver who could say this because he is, you know, he's up there in Lewis tier. Mm-hmm. So he's the future of the sport. I mean, exactly. He's the so of the sport and he's definitely the future champion, which is which is what you need. You need those guys to speak out when they see, you know, wrongs happening. And, you know, he, he said he's not going to participate. He already predicted what what they're going to do with uh, his his footage. And he's they're obviously edit, re-editing everything right now because he called them out. I, I just, for American fans, I want I want them to realize that this needs to happen. You know, the, the sport is great enough on its own. It produces enough drama on its own. We don't need manufactured, you know, false narratives. Well, this year. <laughs> well, especially this year. I mean, even last year, though. I mean, if, if you look at some of the calls and the radio calls, they overlaid with drivers crashing or shunting others. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's a false narrative and it doesn't actually, you know, it doesn't represent what the actual drama, which you don't, you don't really need to manifest all this drama in F1. It's, it's a, it's a drama filled sport, you know, as we've spoken about several times, it's just, I'm glad that Max actually went out and, you know, told the press, like this is garbage, especially while we're in Austin, Texas. So maybe some F1 fans hear that if, you know, people could broadcast that kind of stuff properly for this sport that we love so much. Yeah, it's hard to know like who's failed most this week. Is like F is it F one already or is it golf? Like golf has a tournament in Japan, and if you look at Twitter, we're probably the only ones clamoring for the F one uh, press conference within the United States. But yeah. I'm like, well, no, no, golf, actually, I've like, seen a lot of Twitter people. was just yeah. filled with people like attacking the PGA Tour. Like, I'm sitting on my couch and there's golf being played and I can't watch it. What is wrong with you people? We literally have a channel for this, and like, it's you kind of felt the same way. You're like, we we have you have all these new fans that are like, I am on the social chains all day with with you know on our chicanery account. And I am like watching people just like craving content, and the F F one is just not serving it up to like even like some people are Brits, but a lot of Americans. Well, I said it last episode. You know, this is a showcase race. You know, this is the the marketing capital. You know, this is where the money is at. This is the lost market that they haven't found mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they're the to have Max call it out and say, you know, this is like F- drive to survive is bullshit. And now us seeing today, like to even find the driver's press conferences while it's in the United States, you know, it's a it's central time. Like, nope, there's no yeah. whining about waking up at five in the morning. Like it's the a, race a, is exactly. going to be in the middle of the day for us. Like it's an affront. Afternoon. It's an, it's an affront to the fans. You know, ESPN owns the rights to F1 and at 1230 today, when the driver's press conferences ha- were happening, what was on? That was like you know limiting that 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 coverage. You know, was it stupid talking heads? Sports Center, like it's like what people, especially like the young kids who are going to be following F one, they're going to be like searching for YouTube streams. Yeah, well, they'd rather stream of they'd rather talk about Twitter live video. Like they'd rather talk about like Ben Simmons being a brat. You know, they'd rather talk about these other stories. Gruden now saying he's going to come back at the NFL. Yeah, but you know, it's like. It's 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 garbage, you know. They own the rights to the sport, and but Sky even, F1. But Zeke, like even I think, and you, I think you'll agree with me on this. Even setting aside the idea that, like, even if you grant them the premise that, like, hey, look, we actually do have some, like, we we looked at the ratings, and this is what like works in the middle of the day. 
Mm-hmm. Why not have it streamed on the internet? Exactly. Why not service the people like you can throw a 15 second commercial in on a web broadcast and like, yeah, nobody's going to whine about missing 15 seconds of a press conference, but was, they're going to whine we, about missing the whole damn thing. All we wanted was the prices, right? You know, that early, you mm-hmm. know, before noon show that just, you know, like, honestly, you could have put, you, you put it on ESPN news. You could have put it on one of your 38 tertiary channels that, that covers sports, you know, ESPN, you exactly anything. And, and of course, sky and, and ESPN blew it like this, you know, as we said before, this is the media market of the world. You know, it's like, you know, as much respect as I have for Liberty media would know better. Yeah. Well, they clearly (laughs) fucking don't. (laughs) It's the statutes of Liberty with them. Well, I want to, let's talk about somebody who actually does know what the fuck is going on. And that's Danny Ricardo, who is just about as tickled to death to be in the United States of America as pretty much anyone I've ever seen. Who's not a refugee. Um, he is absolutely <laughs> thrilled to be here. He is dressed in cowboy gear. He's got handlebar mustaches. Uh, he's got a handlebar mustache on now. He's about to go get his first NASCAR drive in, I think, on, on Coda um, yeah. this week. Sunday he morning. He is jacked up. Yeah. No, he, he's stoked. And, you know, it's, it's awesome to, uh, you know, Danny has spoken about this moment. Zach Brown spoke about this moment. Uh, when he signed Danny that, you know, his first podium, he'd get this drive and, it just happens to work out that he's coming to the U.S. Uh, he's going to hop in that uh, Wrangler liveried. I said Seneca last week, but it is a Wrangler liveried uh, uh, Dale Earnhardt NASCAR. You know, he's like, like, so is it a replica? Because he's did. He did say it was a no, it's it the car. Earn, it Earnhardt's car, but it's, it's the car. car. It's yeah, it's it's Dale Senior's car. He's going to hop in. You know, he's going to do some burnouts on the straights. You know, do a little uh, victory lap, slow slow laps around the uh, the the turns that you know a NASCAR I mean, have car. Have they talked to Dale Earnhardt Jr. about this? That's a, that's a little. I mean, Dale Earnhardt has no say in this. This car is owned by Zach Brown. You know, okay, I mean, okay, okay. Zach it. is a collector. You know, if you've ever seen his car look, collection, look, Zach Brown is a great guy, and I whatever he says he's gonna do, I'm down for it. And you know what? He's honoring the sport. He really is, you know, he, he really is. And, and to like, to, to make that connection between NASCAR and F1 is huge. You want to get those fans, you want to get those motorsport fans in, you know? Yeah, Uh, no, for sure. I get the connection. I was just kind of shocked to like, you know, when you think about it, it's like, wait, this isn't the car like that he drove all the time. Like it would seem like a family kind of a family heirloom rather than. Oh, they don't own that shit. That's like, that's like saying that Lewis owns half the Mercedes that he won in, you know, those, those things are in the factory and uh, where are they? They're not in Woking, but they're somewhere. Well, Lewis uh, isn't dead. Well, the, <laughs> I'm saying that none none of these cars are yeah. owned by these drivers. You know, they're just they're mm-hmm. historical pieces. You know, and it's it's like it's a priceless car that he's going to go take around the track, have a good time. He's gonna ha- he's gonna flex that handlebar mustache, which is a callback to his t- 2014 uh, uh, facial hair when he was with Red Bull. So it's it's nice to see Danny completely embracing it. You saw him coming in in the uh, the uh, the Texas garb today. He's mm-hmm. you know did Loved an it. interview in a terrible Texas accent, which is also funny because I I sit there and I'm like you know you and I bust balls about uh, <laughs> Europeans and we make fun of the accents. Yeah, but it's 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 the same thing and it's vice versa that you can see that Danny is just you know and a lot of these drivers actually with their their special helmets and everything they just think it's a gunslinging country which it kind of is but uh-huh. you know it's just funny to see these stereotypical takes on on each other i love it like bring it on let's like you know like you you guys make fun of us 
and and we plan on making fun of you some more yeah too. yeah no i think it's great i think we all i think like look at the end of the day we're all allies uh, yeah <laughs> hey, we need to if everybody remembers world war ii things weren't great then like Cause it, now because of gina because yeah, of gina well, gina's gina's not involved in this although <laughs> i think they are a little bit in the future they're going to be involved a little bit more but uh hopefully not but we can't stop them oh, they will involving be. themselves we're with, we're with autocracy. Um, <laughs> but wait, before we get off of Danny, I want to talk a little bit about the one last prong of the Danny coming to America trip. And then that is his connection with the Bills Mafia and, yeah. and Josh Allen. Josh Allen essentially like, which I, you know, I'm sure there's not a lot of F1 fans in Buffalo. And Josh Allen coming out saying he's going to do a shoey if they win the Super Bowl is kind of like as if, you know, if you're an F1 guy in New York, even if you're in the city, you're not upstate. You're probably pretty psyched up to have somebody just even present somebody who's a everybody in upstate New York is kind of a big fan of Josh Allen. Having him just like tip something that he's into the sport, you never know what that could do for kids. Yeah, I mean it's it's ballsy of Josh Allen to even talk about winning the Super Bowl because that's kind of a curse that people don't usually mention in the NFL. But I'm so stoked. Thing. I'm so stoked that you know you know Danny has embraced, especially Bills as a Bills Bill. quarterback. Yeah, Bills Mafia. You know, for for Danny to pick that team, I mean, when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of the Bills because the Bears did suck, but, you know, they were my AFC team. You know, they went to four straight AFC championships. Yeah. They lost every single one of them. Or, no, they they, they, no, 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 they won all the AFC they, championships. They lost four Yeah, they Super lost Bowl the Super Bowl. Excuse me, yes. And, uh, you know, to, to see him, like, you know, gravitate towards that team – especially when he's a bit younger, you know, and, and to, uh, to see that it's awesome. I'm, I'm just expecting him to, uh, to do the traditional bills, mafia jumping through a table. That would be awesome. If he gets a podium, I, I think it could be close. I mean, he'll do a table. I'll I, I, be I, like, I just, Oh mate, I'm going to do table. He's <laughs> like, just pour the, like pour, pour some booze on the table and then like drink it. No, he's um, got to, he's got to no, jump I, through it. If you no, want to be know, part but of that's the mafia. end. That's after you finish the drink. Yes, then you never waste like the drink. Take, but never waste say, the drink. Yeah, if <laughs> you forgot to hook up the drink, then yeah, fucking don't waste the drink. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't hook up the drink. Um, I just started the um the unknown Kimmy Rackinen, and we'll talk about this in another episode. But it's a, a international bestseller about Kimmy Rackinen, and I mean, I'm like 50 pages in, and I already love this guy now. Like, I you nice had a, man, you had a unique, yeah, you had a unique affection for him, and now I understand why. And I just can't wait to finish the book. You're starting um, to learn the fins, you're starting to understand what's so great about the Finnish fin fan. I'm a fin yeah. fan now, yeah. Um, respect Botas. <laughs> hey, look, I told you already, anybody who sits in a sauna for that fucking long, I respect, okay? Yeah, that's so, tough. All right, uh. Speaking Except for Joe hot, Rogan's dumbass. Speaking, <laughs> he's <laughs> melting, dude. He's totally melting. Yeah. Even though I, I actually enjoy this. I actually watch Rogan. Uh, I, uh, do. I do. I do. I, I do. used to like you. No, no, no. I go know, but go I, like, take I, some ivermectin. That might you cure you of uh, Joe actually, Rogan. I, dude, he had Sanjay Gupta on his show, and they talked about that. And, like, he had a pretty legitimate beef about what he was, like, what he was talking uh, about. Was I like, hate everything you're saying right now. Go on. Sorry. I don't know. I mean, we don't. I don't want to get too much off topic. But and I'm not a Joe Rogan supporter at all. I'm just saying that like he had a pretty like Sanjay Gupta yielded to him on the points that he was making, and I thought that was interesting because he was like using clips that CNN. When I talk about to somebody that's doing. dumber than me, I at some point go, 
Okay, I yield to them because there's no point in in going any further with an argument with them. I, I, That's my well, take. Look, That's well, my let's take. Let's just we'll set that aside because I think yeah. you can take a look at the clip and you know judge for yourself. Listen, I've seen it. I've seen it. I seen it. You saw it? Okay. Yeah, I saw it. Um, Sautel. Sautel. You saw that? You saw it? <laughs> um, uh, speaking of, if you finish P one, you will finish P one. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so the, the voice of the gods. Okay. The clown um, wall. Uh, let's talk about Ferrari's engine upgrade. It's pretty much paying off in spades at this point right now, despite Benotto the clown being in charge of everything. Uh, tell me about what you think about Ferrari's chances on this track. They're trending up. Can they can they do something here? They can. They absolutely can. And I don't think we've we've seen them optimize the car yet. And and even without that, uh, they've they've performed extremely well. You know, I I'm I'm just as surprised as I think the two drivers are. You know, they they have seen and it's kind of a testament to what's gonna happen next year with Ferrari and the reg changes. But uh despite uh all the clownish, you know, decisions, the terrible strategy, the usual uh, Ferrari nonsense, they really are performing extremely well. And they're, they're bringing it to McLaren, you know, so McLaren needs to, uh, to really step it up this week to, to keep, to, to fend Ferrari off, you know, you, you, they will not go quietly into that papaya night. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's this fine line of, especially when there's a regulation change in the next season, it's the fine line yeah. of knowing when to stop developing the current car and focus development on uh, next year's car. So who knows if this hurts Ferrari in the long run, but I'll, I'll tell you this, the, it's, it's helping them this season. And it, you know, if, if it continues at this pace, they might, you know, actually be P3 in the constructors by the end if of the season. If there is an American equivalent to what you're talking about right now, it's like when NBA teams who are like on the bubble, decide that they just want to tank and just play the rookies so that they can like get more balls in the fucking NBA lottery. It's yeah. kind of that from an, it's a hundred percent that, you know, that's a hundred percent accurate. You know, like as a bulls fan, you know, we were fighting for that. Like uh what is it? The 10th seed for the play in, you know, there is no play in an F one. So it's like, if, if you're third, you're third, you're fourth, you're fourth. So uh right now, you know, Ferrari has done well, but yeah, like it's the prize money at the end of the season. We know it's going to be Merck or Red Bull one, or two, it's probably going to be Merck, you know, in the constructors, but you get, you get a ton of prize money. And if Ferrari were to, you know, uh, leapfrog uh, McLaren, it'd be huge for them. There'd be a ton more money for them to research and develop their, their next year's car. So good yeah. for them. They've, they've actually performed. I'm super surprised by, it. I mean, they have two extremely talented drivers, so, you know, good on them. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I look, Leclerc science, Basically, every driver that's in F1 right now is enjoying themselves in the United yeah. States. I know we just made it. We, we did a little bit of a segment on Danny Ricardo, but we have Gasly and Leclerc at the Bucks game. We got Bonotto playing basketball. Uh, Rosberg and Ocon are doing Bon Jovi at a karaoke bar. Um, <laughs> uh, Checo's getting burned by Verstappen on whatever those like those look like. It was like those little like under wheel. Um, you know, like those those go karty things. Yeah, yeah those like it's little like mechanic a, like wagons. A, it's like a dolly that they put a motor on. Yeah, I don't think it was a motor. I think they were just like using the the. Was it? Uh, yeah, I think they were just like using the decline to like go. And it's, of course, yeah. Verstappen like pe like slipstreams and passes him. Well, this is this also <laughs> kind of this kind of harkens back to what we said about ESPN and, and Sky earlier. It's a fuck Sky, but let's talk about ESPN yeah. because ESPN owns the rights. 
the I I watched that Bucks season opener. Mm-hmm. Not once did they go, oh, here's you know Pierre Gasly and Charles Leclerc. I'm sure they had great seats. Never saw them. They were courtside. And you know, it's like ESPN is going to be. You know, I mean, they took pictures with somebody that was like a former NBA player. So I can't remember who it is now off the top of my head, but they. They were with somebody that we all know as a major celebrity, and they took a picture with them, and it was very clear that they were sitting next to them. Yeah, I mean, the teams are sending these guys out to promote the sport, but the network isn't doing the promotion as well as it should. You know, you saw uh, Checo driving through downtown Dallas yeah. in that RB7 that Sebastian Vettel won the championship in. Beautiful car. Sounds amazing. Thousands of people there. That was a pre-Halo one, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's thousands of people were there downtown Dallas, like lining the streets to see this. You know, it's like you need like I don't think ESPN and they're they've been out of touch for the past, you know, seven, eight years with everything sports related. All they want is hot takes. They just want terrible commentary. They want Stephen A. Smith. They've become like they've become like a CNN Sunday opinion show. Exactly, like just garbage. Like like John King, like inside politics. Like uh, yeah, uh, show Abby, the fact. What's her name? Uh, I can't remember her last name. Um, like yeah, they 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 become the, the Chuck Todd losers. Like they yeah, just so like want people show, like fucking show, skip Bayless. Like I know he's show on the Fox fact. Now, but. Show the fact that there is interest here. You know, mm-hmm. show the fact that there's thousands of people lining a Dallas street, you know, to see a car just do a burnout. You know, this is like it's 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 the it's the thing that that also and old- you can't make any news about how corrupt these people are. They're fucking like literally having races in dictators and countries. Yeah, that's what exactly. There's no story here. They don't give a fuck. They know. I'm telling you, man, it's like it's it's one of the things that annoys me the most. And I was hoping for actual coverage. I think I said in the last episode, it's like, Hey man, pump this. You guys, you guys have the rights on the cheap, by the way, these rights next year or whenever this contract is up, when this contract is up, Edmond, they're going to get fucking gouged. You know that I don't think they understand that once you have a race in Miami and in Texas next season, that this what I don't know when their deal ends, but it's gonna get screwed. I mean, the fact it's that the mothers market in the world mothers that and like they, that's it. Edmond, mothers wax and polish is the uh, the U.S. sponsor of F1. Mothers wax and polish. Every Sunday you see this. Oh, this is the yeah. end of the broadcast. Brought to you by Mothers Wax and Polish. Those guys. It should be Coca Cola. It should be you know Nike. It should be these large corporations who are sponsoring this. And Mothers is sitting there just eating it up. They're like, oh yeah, Mothers wax and polish. You know that's like Meekum Auto Auction type shit. Mm-hmm. You know it's like that stuff that's on like at three in the morning that you and I put on when we're a little too drunk. <laughs> when and we Ron just want background used to be on, but he, le- he left. Yeah, us. he wants chocolate pasta makers. You know, it's like it's yeah. like it's, it's so it ridiculous. And forget it. It's ridiculous, and and you know they need to step their fucking game up, and they didn't. I'm actually very unhappy with. I mean, we'll see how the free practice goes. Are literally moving the needle for them, and they don't even realize that that the drivers are the ones that are that are actually, pun intended, driving this thing. They are yeah. driving the narrative, and like it seems like the FIA does not even realize that. F1 and Liberty like Media. Provide, yeah. yeah, well, Liberty mm-hmm. Media, yeah. I mean, they, they are providing the the drivers are providing all of the PR and they're pretty much doing it with just the individual team. It's it appears to me that they're just pretty much doing what the team's PR people like. And their stuff is way better than the official uh, I'm I'm just Formula annoyed that that uh content for F1 in the United States is still coming from like Twitter 
and you know uh from reddit you know it's like what like they that means to, you should follow us at, take uh, at chicanery yeah. pod f1 on twitter and chicanery f1 pod on instagram because we're out there we are we are memeing it up so join us have some fun we're out here to just have fun zeke i mean what the fuck we're not getting paid for this um no. so speaking of formula one and the at, the the you know the people that are deciding all the uh, the higher ups the people in Liberty Media who are showing where to go next um, they're inspecting the Miami track right outside of Hard Rock the Las Vegas is uh, throwing their hat in the ring <laughs> I mean that's their kind of place <laughs> Las Vegas almost seems like could, more their kind of could place you than imagine Miami. could you imagine those dinners you know oh like God. just like at the like, oh, no, 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 you want this no 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 no, no. please no, no no get the eighty six ounce uh, Margot yeah get the Margot yeah, please get this. No, no, you want you want to, yeah, you want a bottle of Margot? Like get two, get two of them, you know. And it's like the the in in Las Vegas, so you can you know that the FIA is spread, you know, like two groups, one in Miami to inspect the track, rightfully so. We're in the yeah, states. Yeah, no, now. I mean that has they to should, happen. They should see it, but they're also being courted by you know Las Vegas, which is <laughs> the the most openly corrupt city in the United States, you know. So it's. Just to, I, I could, I wish, I wish I was on these little welcome tours, uh, as as a a person, you know, like waiting to be fucked, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's 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 amazing, you know, I'm I'm super happy. I hope Las Vegas gets a race. I hope they build a decent. I hope track. we have three races stateside. That would be fantastic. And then Mexico, I mean, that'd be like having four races. Yeah, I mean, it's it's we need the Americas need more races. Obviously, Canada didn't happen this year uh, yeah. due to COVID restrictions. Uh, woohoo, Texas, because you know they don't give a shit about COVID. So it was, well, they uh, didn't have it last year to be to credit them somewhat, which is not, not, I mean, they don't deserve any credit, but God, no, they don't. No, they don't. I think, I think that was just a, a knee jerk reaction to everything. And that was the only time they're doing anything right. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's good. And I would love another American race. I know Lewis today, uh, because they didn't broadcast the, uh, the press conferences, did say something along the lines of, uh, he enjoys the fact that the U.S. is trying to get more tracks, and he wants he wants the F1 to get more tracks in here. But he did uh, he did digress and say that he would love a track in South Africa or to bring back the South African track. So that was uh, Lewis's quote because I've only seen quotes. I haven't seen anybody. That's right. We're not allowed to watch press conferences because we we don't have any accreditation in the press, and um, for some reason Formula One just decides that they are not going to. Uh put that out to us i don't know why because we want to actually support the sport um i do want to do i i still want to talk about uh i still want to talk about uh andretti racing and, and oh Alfa yeah no, was that, that was actually the next thing i was going to talk yeah. about which is like well i actually wanted to to join that up with with uh the colton huerta or huerta i'm not sure how he pronounces his last name um uh the the talk that colton huerta has been Herta, really? I think is I think it's Herta. Herta? Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I'd never I'd never want to mispronounce people's names. I'm, my name's Ed Gidry, for Christ's sakes. People mispronounced it, and so yeah, I never want to do that. But anyway, Ed so Mon. Colton, Colton mm -hmm. is uh out there as kind of the premier American recruit to possibly get in an F1 car at some point or another, and that brings us into: Are we gonna have a real American team that's not really a Russian team pretending to be American team? You go yes. on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, with the uh, the current negotiation supposedly i mean this is all hearsay but uh supposedly you know andretti racing is making some ground uh in acquiring a majority ownership in alpha 
Romeo slash Alpha Sauber. So uh, right now, uh, Colton, our boy, because he's American. Yeah. So no matter what, he American. is our boy. He's American. So we need we need an American driver in this in this we sport. We desperately need it because we need like an American team, like before. not not like a Euro Kali uh oligarch team that took over an american team we need a proper american team with an american driver who would be paired alongside with valtteri botas so that would be that would be fantastic for him to have somebody that i could actually you know super experienced driver but right now we're you know they're in the midst of uh of negotiations and colton doesn't have enough uh points on his super license to become an f1 driver so right now they are in this weird limbo uh purgatory state where they're trying to buy a practice session for Herta. And these are how you gain, uh, you know, yeah. super license points. And, and uh, I, I don't know what's happened as of right now, as of recording this podcast, there has been no news on this, but if we see Herta, I hope that's how you pronounce it. I'm not an indie fan, but if you see him in, uh, you know what? F- hey, talk to us on social you, media and tell us how to pronounce it. If you can yeah, be, uh, they be will, a they'll, because, they'll correct all of our mistakes. Yeah, please, but, please. If we see him in uh, free practice one, I'll say tomorrow, but mm-hmm. this podcast is coming out tomorrow. So today, uh, if we see him in a free practice session uh, in free practice one in an Alpha uh, Alpha Romeo, that that would be fantastic. Now, there was and this is, this is just, you know, a long shot. Uh, could he get a single free practice session in a Haas because they're willing to do anything for money. I've seen everything these fuckers <laughs> could do. Could I get so. a free practice session yeah, in a Haas? You could. Because I feel like I could drive that car. We're all, no, we're going to, we're both going to do, we're going to, I have a GMC Chevy Sierra outside 1500 brand new. Um, I, I think it's pretty much as fast as the Haas from what I've seen. I think my car was made in America. So that qualifies me as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's like, let's see, can Haas be bought off? They, they've been bought off before. Uh, it's all speculative. Uh, They're just a vending know? machine. They 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 are. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they are a dusty vending machine on a shitty building. Yeah, put a quarter. Put a quarter in them. <laughs> Who put a quarter in E1, you? E one, and you can get whatever you you want. E one. Yeah. You just put just put just put the money in here. You get E one. Yeah. Who put I mean, a quarter in you? <laughs> but Dude, you know, I couldn't believe that Gunther, what's his name, is from Gunther Steiner. Guto Steiner is from Italy. And he's he's Italian, but he's not Italian. Yes. I know, but dude, what um what a guy who has like just the wackiest accent that actually isn't from this me. fuck smash my door. <laughs> he cracks me up more than anybody. Okay, he's hilarious. I'm just making a joke about that. You're obviously not the terrible driver, but okay. Yeah. If I mean if you're obviously Toto and Christian Horner are, you know, the, the two oh, uh, yeah. big personalities of principles, but Gunther Steiner in the worst car is extremely entertaining this year. He's dialed it back because he knows how fucking terrible his car is. So if the guys fail, he's not going to go after him. The year before the year before with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, girls, John and, uh, Magnuson. Yeah. Oh, he fucking, you know, he lit him up. So he, he's one of the most entertaining people in, uh, in F1, but who knows if he'll actually have a job next year. <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> this seems yeah. unlikely that he will. Um, so, Moving from that onto Fernando Alonso, who made some news this week, even though again we didn't see the we didn't see the press conference, but we we can only assume that it did occur because some of the uh, autosport.com had a piece on this, and it was basically that he thinks that F1 is always going to need the DRS, even though the 2022 mock-ups that 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 Formula One put out have not uh, shown a DRS 
uh, system on them, to my knowledge. I haven't seen any. Uh, but he says there's no way that they're not going to they're not going to need it for forever. What do you think? Well, uh, there there's always been a stipulation that there may be DRS coming um, yeah. later in the season if the competition isn't as great as you know they expect with the regulation changes. He's right though. I think that no matter what, you know, I'm agreeing with you know uh, a world champion, and you know, uh, <laughs> like what what the fuck do I know compared to Fernando Alonso? But for for F1 fans. You want to see the competition, so I'm I'm a hundred percent in agreement with them here, and I really think that they should, they not they should, they will switch to DRS or they will switch to cars uh, having DRS next season. Um, Is that unless all... we see some major parity in the first few well, yeah, races? Yeah, I mean, that's where we see we see every other, you know, we're seeing different teams win. We're seeing teams that we haven't seen win before win in not fluke situations. It seems like that would be an unlo- that would be a scenario in which I don't think they would reintroduce it. I think they will no matter what. I think once uh, we get past those six races of parity and the teams are dialed in and they figured out everything that you're going to see like, oh, fucking Mercs one, two again. And, you know, and we're going to, you know, even though they have the the regulation cap on how much money they can spend and yada, yada, yada. But the the bottom line is I I have a feeling that he's 100 percent right. I'm not going to disagree with Fernando Alonso. You know, he's he's one of the best there is. He knows how downforce uh gets lost in dirty air you know when you're when you're trailing behind a car you're losing valuable time because of the dirty air that's getting pushed yeah off but the i mean the car. 2022 and it just dis- destroy- have limited that yeah, by what 60 percent yeah 60 okay. whatever whatever percentage that who the fuck knows you know that's in a wind tunnel so once you get in you know like uh you know well, we like, know lawrence stroll doesn't know yet but he's building a wind tunnel yeah but i mean that's like you know the when the rubber meets the road you know and in a in a proper pun you know, we who knows, you know, that it, it degrades the tires, it destroys cars, it overheats cars when you're following behind somebody so closely. So we'll see if all these, uh, you know, arrow changes have changed this. And, you know, as driver drivers have said right now or last season, probably the fastest F1 cars of all time this season, they 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 slowed them down a bit. Uh, they they introduced new regulations that took away a bit of that uh, time. Yeah, uh, per lap. But next year, these cars are not going to be anywhere uh, as 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 performing as well as they are this season. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of shitty. So you, you want to uh, keep that open as the FIA did for the possibility of uh, having DRS uh, instituted next season. And well, also it actually basically at this point a prop bet. <laughs> and well, and also, you know, uh, speaking of Alonzo, he did he did speak on Colton Herta today. Uh, oh, we did. From, I did I yes, that. Okay. Exactly. These are the only like we got like three quotes. I I heard one from Valtteri. I heard one from Hamilton, and then I heard uh, Alonzo's quotes and his and Max. But uh, Alonzo's quotes were, "It would be great to have a U.S. driver in F1," and he thinks Colton is a a great fit. So that's good to know. Yeah, it sounds like somebody's shooting to be uh, on a pit wall somewhere. Oh, and also, if anybody's going to drive a shitty car and be successful in it, it's going to be Fernando Alonso. So yeah, he's, he's the man already. He's the fucking man. Yeah, great guy. He is the uh, he's the one great guy. Never met him. Well, one man hope for Gina Fangino was was, I can't remember the last name. Fangio. Fangio. Yeah. yeah, Fangio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. (laughs) But I mean, that guy just blows. I mean, I'm sorry. Excuse me, listeners. I'm I'm still catching up on ancient um, 
F1 yeah, you're right you're gonna get like you're gonna get destroyed in in the one comment. That's, fi- that's fine, dude. Dude, the, yeah. to our listener, I apologize. Okay. Yeah, I uh, fuck up all the time. Who gives a shit? We're just yeah, here. It to, happens. It happens. We're, we're not. We're not, we're not journalists. We're just assholes. Yeah, we're just assholes. <laughs> we're just American assholes, fucking yeah. messing around. Yeah, um, exactly. Speaking of messing around, let's talk. Let's talk about the bets this week. Um, oh yeah. I actually we had this conversation before the show, but I, I had this moment where I was thinking like. I can't figure out if Vegas doesn't understand F1 or if I don't understand it so badly that I think some of these odds are really interesting. And I'll give you a couple of my picks this weekend. Mm-hmm. First of all, Lewis for fastest lap is a plus 137. So you're looking at one almost one and a half times your money mm-hmm. for a bet on Lewis to win fastest lap, which he does like every other race. I mean, yeah, bet 100 to win 137 for right. a non-betting fans. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like to me that seems like a pretty good bet. I, another one that I saw that jumped out to me that I would that I will absolutely get on as soon as Harris opens their fucking sports book over here in New Orleans, Louisiana. Like <laughs> lazy fucks. Um, Danny Ricardo is plus nine hundred, so nine x your money for a top six finish. And you look, it's he's obviously having a great time this week. Maybe he's not uh, super focused. He's clearly enjoying being kind of a minor celebrity in the United States, but we love him and. Plus nine hundred for top six. I mean, that seems pretty reasonable. And that you 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 match that up with Fernando Alonso plus two fifty for a top six finish. I like yeah. both of those bets, and I like Lewis at fastest lap for plus one thirty seven. Um, yeah. What do you got this week? I definitely uh, I'll definitely hammer the uh, the plus two fifty for Alonso to, for a top six finish. Okay. Uh, I, I never bet against Alonso. Is kind of is kind of uh, uh, my. Uh, my creed. So uh, he he's uh, he's going to be amazing. I think who knows with this outfit, who knows? And you know, these other thing, we don't know who's bringing upgrades. Valtteri said, I don't that, know. I haven't checked the weather actually. Yeah, dude, either. Valtteri said that the car is the same as it's ha- it has been for the past six races. We don't know why everybody thinks we're so much faster, which is bullshit. It's the, it's the gamesmanship, but um, I, I, I would definitely hammer uh, Alonzo on the plus 250 on a top six finish. Everything else, I think Lewis is going to win the race. And uh, if we're going non, non-odds, non uh, Lewis is going to win the race, and I think Lewis will have the fastest lap as well. Let me ask you this, because this is an interesting one for me. Fastest qualifier, Valtteri Bottas, is at plus 400. That's an interesting, that's an interesting bet to me. Absolutely, because the... It, it, I mean, I think it. I think it's going to be Merck, no matter yeah, what. With track, the fastest lap, like. yeah, I think it's going to be Merck with the fastest lap, no matter what. If it's Hamilton or Val- Valtteri, if you're going to hammer the uh, the plus four hundred on Valtteri, I don't think that's a bad bet. I don't think that's a bad bet. Not at all. But all right, now we get into our local phase. Let's talk about. We got a basketball bet and a football bet. You go first with basketball. I'm going to go second with football, and we'll wrap it up. And we're psyched up about the United States Grand Prix, and we can't wait to have a. We're going to record our next show on Sunday. But go ahead with your bets. Uh, yes. Yeah, so tomorrow or today, when this was podcast release, uh, it's going to be uh, Pelicans versus Bulls at at Chicago. The Bulls are minus seven. Uh, the Pelicans are without Zion. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bulls by a hundred. I'm thinking, <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, Zion, things, are, things are dark down here in the Crescent city. I don't know if Zion spent the, uh, the off season in Chicago eating Polish sausages and hot dogs, but, uh, he, I don't he, know if it would even matter. Yeah. He, you know, he, he, uh, he fractured his foot. He's got a bit of weight. If you've seen him, he's looking thick, he's uh, with, with, with eight C's, people. with eight C's. And, uh, 
I, I I'm gonna hammer the uh, the Bulls covering that. No problem. I think uh, the Bulls yeah, are. I mean, at seven, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, you're out I, of the. Realm I think the Bulls them. are gonna destroy them. We did have a rough game against the uh, the Pistons last game, and uh, we still did win, which is a game we would have lost last season. So uh, it's at home. It's plus seven for the Pelicans, but we're we're definitely gonna cover. So I would I would take the uh, the Bulls in that scenario. Zach Levine. The Bulls. Zach Levine. That Bulls. By the way, Zach Levine is dark horse MVP. Okay. Go you bet on that. Like, I want to hey, let you know what I think it's plus eight thousand on that or something. I think it's something ridiculous. Well, let for... me tell you right now. I saw a bet the other day. It was Charlie Woods winning a, a golf major before the age of twenty five, and it was like eight hundred and thirty two to one. And I was like, Yeah, I'll take that for my kids' college <laughs> tuition right now. Yeah, because like this kid is gonna win a major before he's twenty five. It's everybody's focused on Harden, Durant, you know, LeBron and Doncic and. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know what those bets look like, so I'm not, I'm not doubting you on that. Yeah, I mean, but I, you know, I'll tell you, Zach Levine, guys, here. put some money on it now before these odds start uh, getting lowered. You do like kind of sound like that. There was a video today of the Knicks fans coming out of their first game, and they were just like, it was like they had won the NBA championship. Um, Did you watch that game, by the way? I, I will didn't. say, I didn't watch the was, game. I just saw the video. I watched it. It was double overtime. It was they <laughs> it literally was overtime. You'd have thought they won by fifty. It was it, it had this playoff atmosphere. So as much as I hate the fucking Knicks because I'm yeah. a Bulls fan and Jordan just you know dominated them for so many Absolutely. years. They they literally that the Garden, the Garden is a place that is special, man. To play in that place, like you know, and like that was the one thing you know, just like Aaron Rodgers with his fucking bullshit against the uh, the Bears after he scored a touchdown, saying I own this town. I will admit, as a Bears fan, as a Chicagoan, he does own this town. It fucking sucks. But you gotta admit it. He's like thirteen and one. Yeah, we're, we're both pretty big at admitting things when they're when they're accurate. Yeah, uh, and he does. I hate him. I fucking hate him. But you I know don't what? He's you. he's not wrong. I don't blame you at he's all. He's not fucking wrong. Yeah, he's done a lot of abuse. You have been abused by him, and you have all of the right in the world to hate him. Uh, yeah, I've got my... like fucking PTSD. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> uh, you are. You talk about him like I would imagine like a five year old who saw it for the first time talks about Pennyworth. I mean, that's Pennywise. How you talk about it. Pennywise, Pennywise, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I fucking goddamn, I saw the original back of the day. That shit scared I saw it too, me for I like didn't three remember years. The guy's name clearly, it made an impression. It's, yeah, well, Tim Curry. <laughs> I remember the that shit one out of too. Me. Yeah, it seemed like this one was a little bit more uh, spoon fed to the to the viewers. But nevertheless, I you know we're meandering. I think that my last bet I got to make the New Orleans Saints are minus four and a half going on the road to Seattle. Where Russell Wilson has got broken something. I don't even know what he has, but but um, his fucking Gino's thumb was West broken. Virginia starting, and I just don't. Finger. Uh, we we're coming off a bye week. We are fresh. We just you know we won the last game before we went into the bye. I, I'm feeling pretty good about losing four and a half um, to this the Seahawks team. We also hate the Seahawks, and we've had some bad yeah. experiences with them. I think this is going to be a payback. It's a tough game for stadium the to play in. It is a tough stadium to play in, but we got we actually have for somebody that's not in the NFC West, we have a, some pretty stacked experience in that stadium. I think we got a yeah. lot of players on the team who've played there multiple times, so I don't think we're coming in like doe eyed about it. We'll see if Jameis's lace that holds up. <laughs> if if Jameis has protection, I think we'll we'll yeah. smoke him, and the well, defense then, plays well. But well, then let me let me talk about my uh, shit show that's happening this oh, week. Oh yeah. Ugh, we're playing the fucking Tom Brady Buccaneers, Champa oh, Bay, yeah. uh, and we're uh, pl- uh, plus tw- 12 and a half. And I don't even think that'll help. I think that the, uh, I don't the think Bears that's going to do up. it, man. I think you're going to need Appalachian State level points. 
Yeah, we're fucked, man. We're like a JUCO team going up against them, especially with our coach. But Justin here's Fields. the good news. Justin Fields is legitimate. I want that out there. He's the real deal. It's just uh, our coaching is. staff but is Zeke, uh, not up to This par. is the good news. This is the good news. You are not going to have to – you like you're not going to have to wake up early ass in the morning on, on Sunday. You're going to be able to, at a regular time, pop on the U.S. Grand Prix. We're going to see Matthew McConaughey. We're gonna see and it's going to cut into my goddamn Bears game. It is, but fuck it, dude. This is what we're here for. We've dedicated ourselves to, to trying to expand F1 in America. We race as one. Is that what you're saying? We race as one tyrant. Yeah, um, exactly. We race as one tyrant. Well, look, I'm pretty the triple header. I'm happy to be in the central time zone. I can't wait for this race. I wish we could do a qualifying show, but we just can't because, like I said, we don't get paid for this. Um, but we'll be back. Hopefully, we'll record our show on Sunday. I don't know if we can post it on Sunday night or if it'll be on Monday morning. It just depends on how much editing of our dumbassery I have to do. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, uh, great listening. We really appreciate you listening to us. Uh, I know that it's not the easiest thing to do in the world because sometimes we can meander and we've been friends for a long time. But, uh, Zeke, I'm having a good time. Are you? I'm having a fucking great time. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I don't even care that there are people making fun of us. I do. Instagram. I do appreciate every single, all dozen of you that, that sure. are listening currently. And uh, I, I Thanks, hope you mom. continue. Yeah, mom, you're the best. <laughs> she's just sitting there supporting us but like but yeah no it's 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 great and i i really do hope we uh we entertain you guys and we're bringing a new fresh take to a sport that's kind of foreign to the american market you know yeah let's do it all right well we'll see you on sunday uh zeke u.s grand prix let's get it going quid pro quota